everyone, welcome to Zeitgeist Zealots. I'm Forrest. I'm Vengeance. And I'm Robbie. And uh, the wait's finally over. The new Batman movie's out. And uh, we've all seen it. Is it? Is it new? We'll talk about it's, it, I guess. Uh, well, but I the, felt the, like I might have been watching Batman Begins. Uh, the bat- diluted. The, uh, the, the Matt Reeves directed, Robert Patton starting, starring Batman movie is out. Yes, the so. Batman. The, the definitive Batman. Batman, right? We had Suicide Squad. We had Justice League. And then we got the Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad. And now we're getting the Justice League or the Batman. So when they reboot the when they I just said when they reboot the Flash it'll be the the Flash the the Flash yeah, the, the, fla- the the Flashpoint the Justice League the the Justice, the Justice League. League yeah what are the we going to do when we we reboot this the the Batman the Zeitgeist Zealots yeah <laughs> we get kicked off anchor. so I mean like let's first off let's let's go over let's do broad swiping. Um, Journalizations about the movie, and then let's okay. get more finite in and really dive into the minutia as we get into the the details of it all. What do you guys think overall? Uh, I liked it a lot. Um, I think I definitely enjoyed it more than Dark Knight Rises, and yes. maybe Tim Burton's first Batman movie. Uh, but I, I I think that I enjoyed. I mean, Dark Knight is still the best Batman movie by far. Not. And I think I like Batman Begins yeah. better, just because I think those the stories in each of those movies were more satisfactory, especially yes. the endings in each of them. And I was not too crazy about the ending in this one. But I'd say like I'd say like first two acts I really liked. Third act um, had some oh, issues with. First two acts are so good. What about you, Robbie? What did you think about this uh, Batman movie? Yeah, I'd have to agree that it, I I enjoyed it. Um, I liked how. They focus more about him being because Batman's supposed to be the world's greatest detective, but he uses all. And we kind, finally, all we his, finally get some detective skills going on, yeah, right? All his money and gear, he shows off. Oh man, those uh, those contacts that he those had. contacts are cool. Those spy right? contacts that he had going on. He's, he's such a loner. Cool. Those are the only contacts he has in the entire movie. Yeah. on more than one occasion through the movie uh, i really enjoyed it no you're right like that was a like really cool dynamic and aspect i have very nuanced feelings about this movie i go from love and hate like very quickly back and forth <laughs> just based on the mood and how i'm feeling at the moment like i thought i liked this better than batman begins but then i rewatched batman begins mm-hmm. to get a feel for the first batman movie in the trilogy and I got to say, I think Batman Begins maybe did a lot better of a job. And I didn't realize how much the Batman, this Matt Reeves movie, just basically stole from Batman Begins. From its, oh, really? uh, it's going after Gotham, right? Water is the downfall of of the the city. There's like a thousand parallels that like just, I think Force, I think you said this off air. I think you said it best. It wasn't new. This was this wasn't anything it was, new we've seen before. It was very much a spiritual successor to the Nolan film, right? Like, what is happening here? Like, this is this is this dark and grimy and real? Is this a realistic Batman? Because good fucking luck trying to do this better than Nolan. Because you're not going to do better than Nolan, right? Like Heath Ledger cemented that. Like you're done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I think what what can you do? Can you do more camp? 
like there's different ways to do Batman. You can do a serious Batman and it'd be a good movie. You can do a camp Batman and it'd be a good movie, right? Whether it's uh, 1996 Batman or Schumacher's Batman, you know, if you're living in the moment, right? Rewatching yeah. that, it's hard to watch through. And but at I, the moment when he pulls out that bat card, you know, you were hyped. Well, I know um, I mentioned that this is a spiritual successor to Nolan, but also very much a uh, love letter to David Fincher. Uh, yeah, this movie right? was heavily, heavily, the plot was heavily inspired by Seven. Um, someone someone asked me, a good friend of mine asked me, he was like, hey, you saw the Batman movie. Describe the Batman movie in five words or less. And I said, the Joker in hockey pads. I would probably say Seven meets Zodiac, you know, tries to be the Dark Knight. Um, run on, run on words of this last two. Yeah. So I yeah, think... I mean, he had a very Batman had a very taxi esque like ledger journal, right? Or like every night he would write down like his crimes. Like tonight, I beat a guy up in the face and I arrested him. On. That really reminded me of a Punisher War Journal. What so... did you guys think? There's so many things we had to go into so much, right? We're, I wanted I want to touch on because Batman Batman's not a movie. Batman is a a pop culture event it's an icon it's it's a phenomenon right like mm -hmm. all the other batmans in, in in general right are quotable right they are are phenomenons that happen in the american life that create like highlights in in a reel of life right like what is quotable from this movie right like i mean you we've been best cats. friends for over 20 years almost so like we quoted every batman movie every quotable line from every batman movie we quoted to each other right like i remember times where robbie and i have been like at the movie theater and like texting for us like where are you and then you just pop up behind us and you're like here right like there's uh, yeah. no quotable <laughs> like what quotable lines are in this movie you got a lot of cats you got a lot of cats. Yeah, I like pussy. Like, there's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing quotable in this. I like strays. There's nothing quotable in this fucking movie. Yeah. What is iconic about this movie? Like, no. It did have a very emo feel. God, emo there were Bruce such Lane. good scenes. Like, if you look at Solo, the Star Wars movie, trash. But mm -hmm. you see the Darth Vader scene at the end in the hallway, and it's a masterpiece. That's, that's Rogue One, actually. But oh, is that Rogue One? Saying, yeah. That's exactly yeah. how much I care about that movie. There's a difference right? between Solo and Rogue One. Yeah, is there? I had no idea. No. Characters that don't fucking matter. Um, so, like, there were such good hallway scenes in this fucking movie. Like, there were such good oh, scenes. Dude, but how do I describe that? Oh, Robert Pattinson's walking down this tunnel, and he's being the shit out of guys where machine gun fire is flying everywhere. No, I can't describe that to you and make you enjoy it. Right. But what if I'm like talking about some cargo scene on, on, on Gotham Darks, right? And and Batman's grabbing people left and right and then they're shooting crazy and he's like, Where are you? And he just pops up behind him, he's like, Here. It's yeah. so iconic, right? Even the Rachel Rachel like Yeah. <laughs> let, let me hear your best Rachels. Does anyone have a best Rachel? Let me hear your best Rachel Forrest. Rachel. All right, Robbie. Let me, uh, his let me hear your best Rachel. So he's got to like, right? Like he's getting his face all messed up, so he's well, all like, I could scream, I could scream, in a crowded, like in a in a mall, and everyone everywhere would get the fucking reference. They like, like the cool people would be like Batman, right? And the uncle people would be like, uh, that girl Rachel is probably cheating on him. 
Yeah. But, like, well, there's yeah, nothing there's... iconic about this movie. I would say, like, you know, you're mentioning the Rachel scene. Like, I thought the, uh, you know, people are really over, I think, praising the uh, the car chase scene in this movie, which I liked a lot. It was very, like, visceral it. and real. It's mainly, like, from the Showing point off of the views. Showing off the Batmobile. Yeah, it's, it's not, I don't think it was as, as inventive as the one in Dark Diner Batman uh, Begins. Inventive? It was... It was less invented than the Tumblr, which is by far the worst Batmobile of all time. Like, look, here's my thing. Matt Reeves, I don't know who the fuck you think you are after Cloverfield and Don the Planet of the Apes. It was but, good, though. I mean, it was all right. It was oh, you didn't like, I liked, I didn't like War as much as Don, and I didn't think he stuck the landing yeah, no, no. very War well War the Planet of the Apes was not nearly as good as Don the Planet of no, the Apes. No, no. Right? But, like, Clover, how, how are you going to give the director of Cloverfield a whole Batman trilogy? I think the Plan of the Apes movies were just like really successful, and I think he just like um, were made was I think they, he was on the radar for a while because I of guess the Don and like you know I thought I thought Matt Reeves was a good director, and you got and you got to remember that um, Ben Affleck was going to direct the Batman movie originally, yes, like up to like like 2017, yeah, like yeah, he was yeah, still on board, right. so he was like Matt Reeves was like sort of brought in late, and like let me and, tell you, you know, like, well, I know, well, he, he might have been brought in late. But this wasn't the original Batman project. Like, uh, Ben Affleck wasn't when trying yeah, when to Af write a year two Batman movie. Yeah. Well, when he stepped, when Affleck stepped down, that's when Warner Brothers started yeah. looking for other prospects, and they like Matt Reeves was on the radar because of Ooh, the last Planet of the Apes. Up so much. I don't know what they need to do to keep Ben Affleck on board, but that was their Batman. Uh, now I'm saying this. I liked Robert Pattinson. Um, mm -hmm. But it's almost like a trope now. Like between George Clooney, Val Kilmer, Robert Pattinson, Ben Affleck, like there's never been a Batman that the community has liked. And yet after the movie comes out, every community loves the Batman. The previous one except George Clooney. <laughs> except George Clooney. And even which I think George Clooney was a good Batman, right? Like Joel Schumacher, that was a camp movie, right? Like people make fun of the Bat credit card. Mm -hmm. But there was bat shark repellent 40 years earlier. And, and the bat cuffs. <laughs> right? Like, like this was just a campy movie everything. for the 20th century or the 21st century. Like, like as much as, as much ridicule as it gets, right? Uh, it was an ice movie. That's right. There's a pun. I threw it in there. Uh, and, and I don't apologize for it. Well, Schumacher... What, what what makes a good movie? Is a good movie a good movie or is a good movie entertaining? Are because you trying I like... would say this was maybe the least entertaining Batman movie I've seen. Okay. I but you maybe about... one of the best storylines I've seen. I thought you were like going on a tangent where you're going to like defend the Batman and Ro Batman and Robin is a good movie. Uh, I was like, okay, that's it was enough. it was a good movie in the fact that it was entertaining. Did it make yeah, sense? No. Yeah, You've got Poison Ivy who wants to turn the world green, pairing up with uh Dr. Freeze, he wants to turn the world into the ice. Those are literally the two opposite fucking ideal uh, ideologies like in play here. Like that was yeah. terrible. And it yet was it was idea. still more entertaining than yeah, Mr. Freeze the would Batman. win in the end of that. Yeah. Freeze all the plants. I don't know. I think you might be alone on that one. Uh, I mean, I think I'm some people have that. some people have said like I think there was some guy on YouTube who said he liked that and Robin more than the Dark Knight, just because. Oh no, no, no. Batman and Robin felt like more that. like a comic no, no, book. We're talking yeah. about entertainment value, and I will say for the record, I won't watch that movie 
because I know it's bad. However, yeah. I have fond movies. I have fond memories of that as a child. Uh, Rip Tracks makes fun of though. I want to keep those, so I'm not rewatching that movie. I probably never will rewatch that movie. I think I've rewatched with Rip Tracks, and that's the only oh, reason you right. should. Watch I'll tell it. you, I watched it twenty. I watched twenty minutes of it, and I was like, "This is terrible." I don't want to ruin the rest of my my childhood memory, so I turned it off. I mean, when it first came out, and I was like six or, or like five or six, I was like, "Oh my like, god, are you kidding me?" Yes, like losing my shit. Off. Yeah, you're why, much more easily impressed. Why is Doctor <laughs> Freeze a bodybuilder? Why is he the size? <laughs> why not well, i mean good question why not i don't know maybe because he can only work out in a cold environment maybe they wanted to have batman have a physical lift antagonist lift, lots of ice all ice right fine heavy. all right all right i just want to point out for the record that Forrest has become a defender of arnold schwarzenegger's dr freeze and batman and robin well i've, I've, I've been <laughs> watching well first oh, of all let me just say table. I've been rewatching the Batman '66 series, and it's Mr. So Freeze, good. and Mr. It's Freeze, so and that good. was also German or it's Austrian, so whatever. Good. So have you? So they wanted to be consistent. Yeah. So. Batman '1966. Adam West is an OG legend, the original yeah. goat of yep. goats. And uh, I was like rewatching on YouTube, like Burt Ward, and doing some interviews, and like he wrote like a tell-all book, like just about like how much sex they all had, just from groupies, because of that show. Um, now that's a book I would read. Yeah, it's like the cover is like um, is like uh, his uh, a close up on his Robin shorts and like a woman unzipping them. What? I yeah. Not so heard this at all. So it's it's called like no, boy. It's called the boy wonder my life in tights. So apparently oh, Adam apparently Adam West amazing. was amazing. Adam West was not happy with the book because it basically portrayed him as a sexual predator. Or I'm uh, not a sexual, but uh, just, a, just a womanizer. Yeah, a, a sexual deviant. Uh, I, th I think Burt Ward said, like, you know, they weren't chasing women; women were chasing them. Oh, you know, I mean, I is... would chase Adam West, even if he was the mayor of Quahog. Yeah, people just, I think, like, <laughs> like to like, crap on that show, but they really don't underestimate like how they, popular it was. They don't. Yeah, they don't understand like the syndication, and, like the value of like Batman '66. Well, just at the time it came out, it was just like all over the world there was like overnight it was like an overnight success but you know i, I like to think you know without the, that successful tv show we wouldn't have gotten the burton films which means you're, we wouldn't you're, have gotten, you're 100 we, correct we wouldn't have gotten the animated series which was based partially off the burton films oh, we wouldn't in the animated series dun 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 so basically every everything you know so let's like talk about, about no, we, let's talk about the theme songs what do you guys think about this because batman like i said at the very beginning batman isn't a fucking movie it is a pop culture event right that a batman movie coming out should be as life-changing as any other major event in, in a prepubescence life, right? From Danny Elfman's classic theme song, dun 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 right? To, to Heath Ledger's iconic, do you want to see a magic trick? Like, these are things that have people talking at water coolers. What is there to talk about at the water cooler with Robert Pattinson's Batman. Robert Pattinson's great. I should say Matt Reeves' Batman because Robert Pattinson was fantastic in this movie. And I still like the movie, but like breaking down theme song, the theme song had four notes to it, right? Like four main. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I mean, I like the score a lot. I mean, like you said, it is simplistic, but it, it got the job done. They but can't can you, use, can they you, can't can you repeat the score to yeah. me? What were those four notes? I think I like it more than Hans Zimmer's. Dun, 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 Maybe not his Batman Begins score. Dun, 
dun 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 What's Hans Zimmer's like dun 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 like you know that Hans Zimmer's isn't much better. I mean but it it suits the movie. Hans Zimmer for what? Is that Batman begins? That's like Dark Knight, I think. Like dun dun and he's like like orchestra in the back like dun dun I'll take this I paid specific attention to the soundtrack to batman begins because i just watched it to compare beginning like beginning batman movies and although i would say it's not as impressive as the batman matt reeves the batman i would say it's more impactful if that makes any sense like the the theme it's been the, so long since i watched it the soundtrack to batman begins played an integral role and in part of the cinematography right mm-hmm. the experience this the scene the shot whereas in batman there was never a part of the soundtrack that made me go oh my god this is legendary right like yeah. you hear star trek you hear the the batman the ma series opening theme right you hear parts of uh superman soundtrack right and you're mm-hmm. like this is iconic this will mm-hmm. stay with me forever and you know what you get from Batman? The Batman? Yeah. You get the dum 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 dum. How about their choice of, uh, you know what? what was it, Nirvana? Nirvana, yes. So, like, how about, how about that music choice? That was there? good. But, you know, games, James Gunn does it better. James Gunn picks better pop music out. So, like, I don't know. He's kind of got, like, the niche. He's kind of, he's kind of, like, got the corner on that marketplace. Uh, yeah. But the lyrics. I, I don't think like after I looked at the lyrics for that song uh, based on a breakdown, I can't remember if it was um, heavy spoilers or screen rant. One of them highlighted like the the Nirvana song. So I went back and like looked at like the lyrics and the lyrics were like it was like the perfect song for like the intro to that movie. But because it was a Nirvana song, I briefly knew in the 90s. I never really paid attention to it. If that makes sense. I had never heard it until the trailer came out, but you know, let's do it before. But um, I don't know. I can't remember when it was used in the movie. It was it like during the uh, the funeral scene? I know they used it at some point, but yeah. I mean, they had a couple. I think they had two or three Nirvana songs. Um, the one they had one in the beginning, like the beginning of the movie, which might have oh. been the funeral scene. What did you guys think about not seeing the Waynes die for the first time ever? That was nice. <laughs> like, I yeah, enjoyed we that. We get it. We know his parents. Died. Yeah, he, I mean, especially they died. it's not a big deal. Except they mention like the it, but they don't do a flashback. To How, a let me ask you guys this: This is the first time the Wayne's death has ever been a plot point in the movie, and it's also the first time we've never seen them die. Do you think that's a coincidence? No, I think they, I think like after Zack Snyder's incredibly slow, watch um, yourself indulgent, <laughs> watch yourself. <laughs> version of the Thomas and Wayne murder, they didn't want to show it again. Because I was like, like, after watching Batman Begins, the slow motion's way better. Like, no, no, it doesn't no, make no. any Batman sense. How does the gun, how did the pearls latch onto the back yeah, of the Yeah, get gun? around the gun. Yeah, so when he pulls the button, the the, the chamber goes back and it pulls the... It I doesn't mean, make any sense. It's cool looking, but yeah, it's how does so it cool end looking. up? Well, like first of all, I'm not talking about Batman Begins. I'm talking about Batman versus Superman when... Zack Snyder reshowed the oh the yes death. yeah yeah Batman Begins yes that's what I'm sorry yes that's what I mean like that's cooler than Batman Begins when it's just some fucking crook like at least Zack Snyder turned into like 
a, a theatric like moment that matters to Bruce Wayne. Yeah, I don't know. They need to show it again because, like, you know, like, so begins, I'll they had this, to. I I've spent my entire life saying no more Waynes. Right? Stop showing <laughs> me the Waynes die in the beginning of every one of these Batman movies. However, I think if you're going to try to be this uh, nuanced and avant-garde on Batman, I think you might need to show the fucking uh, murders. And well, like, I can't believe I'm saying that. Like, 2021 major would be like no effing way. But now that I've seen it without the murders, I'm like, uh, maybe we need some more character development. Well, <laughs> I think we get the idea. I do like in like the Joker movie that. Like that was at the the climax of the film, the Wayne's getting killed. So that was a, yeah. a nice little twist, and like it's sort of like built up to it. Is and this, they sort of established is this like movie, the Joker in hockey pads. Is this a a uh, the Last Jedi kind of deconstruction of the character, like we saw with the Joker, and now we're seeing it with the Batman? Uh, possibly. I think that um, I don't know. This, like I said, this didn't really do. This wasn't like a revolutionary Batman movie like no, Batman Begins or Dark Knight. This is Knight. nothing new. Like I just watched, I rewatched like Batman Begins, and it hit all like the major plot points at like at all. Like, and like, what's he gonna do? I really wanted to see Court of Owls, but like, yeah. you know, some people were like, Major, calm down. You might be able to see Court of Owls in the next episode or the the third movie, right? Yeah. But like, what's he gonna do? Reveal an underground layer of the Court of Owls, like? in the second movie in the first movie we just revealed an underground layer of like filth and criminals like that's just like a it's just like a washboard it's like a repeat if they did quarter vowels in in the second movie so what are you gonna do the joker oh kind of like christopher nolan did in the second movie like what is happening here this is just like a repeat this is well it's, it's interesting because Matt Reeves has already like said like after the movie came out that um, he actually filmed a scene with Batman and uh, Joker, whoever plays the Joker. I think it's the right, guy right. from Eternals. Yeah. And basically his, his reasoning behind that scene was like, you know, he had to do a profile on Riddler. So let him interview a killer he's already had um, dealings with. Oh, and so it's point. basically him. So it's sort of like him, like like Joker's like sort of like the Hannibal Lecter and he's like Clarice. And yeah. he has to, like, you know, get info on the Riddler by interviewing the Joker. Kind of so. like how the Calendar Man was uh, yeah. in the early 2000s. That's a great point. So we see in this movie at the beginning, the first fight scene with Rob Ed Battinson. Um, he beats up a bunch of these goons, these thugs, these street-level criminals with Joker, or at least clown makeup on. And then at the end of the movie, we see that the Joker is in Arkham Asylum. So I, I think it's really easy to assume, which of course makes an ass out of you and me, but it's easy to assume that the the Batman had some interaction with the Joker in year one that we didn't get to see, which led to the Joker being, you know, uh, put in prison in Arkham Asylum for the movie. However, he's already started this kind of cult on the outside. Where people are dressing up in Joker, just like Joker just masks. like just like in the Joaquin Phoenix movie. So again, oh yeah. my goodness, just like in the Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix movies, it's like son of a bitch. Like, dude, I just want to see something new. Like, yeah. here's my pitch. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about the actual movie. But all I'm saying is like, Daddy needs his heroin, right? I just got Endgame. I just got uh, Spiderway No Way Home. Daddy needs his heroin, right? He needs to go bigger and harder every single time. What I'm saying is you get four, like the last three or four Batmans, and they 
team up in the movie going against the last three or four Jokers yeah. on this ultimate plot line. Like it's 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 Spider Man. It's Spider Verse, right? It's the Bat Batman verse, basically. It's the, it's the Bat verse. Yeah. Well, that's basically like, what they're gonna be doing cool in the Flash movie. An amazing, cool. amazing plot where like. Obviously, you can't do Heath Ledger, right? But you can you can find someone like Heath Ledger. You can get the next Joker, and you can get Mark Hamill, and then you can get like get Jack uh, Nicholson back. Then yeah, and get Jack Nicholson back, right? Four Jokers. Then you go with uh, Val Kilmer, um, George Clooney, Christian Bale, Ben Affleck. You get four Batman's back, and it's Bale these would... four Batman's being detectives trying to trying to defeat these four Jokers to save the universe. That. That is the movie that brings in a billion dollars well, into, into Warner Brothers. You probably aren't aware of this, but you know Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck are going to be in the Flash movie, right? Yeah, Flashpoint. Who cares about a Flash movie? We've but seen basically, the you're, But you're getting, you're getting the past Batman together, though. So it's like, you know, Warner Brothers is already on that page. But but the Batman's just a retelling of Batman Begins. So what's the difference? I don't know. I don't think Bale right. would ever do anything. Uh, Batman Spider-Man related no without Nolan. It's just a retelling of the Spider Verse, right? With the multiverse and much of Spider Man. Like, I I know I'm not creating new ideas here. I'm just creating new inspirations and new aspirations. Yeah. So I guess. Like, we can you probably... imagine how good if if you had if you had the perfect if you had the perfect screenwriter, right? How good would a Batman movie be? Where four Jokers team up together to destroy Gotham and the world and Batman, like if if you truly wrote that correctly, you could be looking at the best movie uh, since Endgame. Yeah, I think uh, I don't know. Might happen maybe someday. Maybe we should just break down uh, what we did like. Or maybe yeah, we uh, let's just, talk. Well, know. let's 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 try to be more specific. What do we think about Alfred's? How was Andy Circus versus um, Michael Caine and the amazing other uh, Jeremy Irons? Jeremy well, basically, Irons, right? they, did a, they did a military. They did a militaristic Alfred again, like they did Jeremy Irons did, like they did yeah. on Gotham, the TV show. So it's just like you know, again. and Pennyworth. I think it's okay. Like we were talking oh, about yeah, off right, air, yeah. and like I think this is okay. Like maybe Bruce Wayne needs a militaristic butler in his life. I'm okay with that. Maybe that's just a part of Pennyworth's fucking personality. So they, I'm okay with them doing them another militaristic uh, Alfred. And they also, um, I think they borrowed from Batman Earth One. I don't know if you ever read those graphic novels, but in those, Bat, uh, Bruce didn't go away to train. Alfred trained him before he became Batman. So that was like, a, I think, a big change in those yeah, books. Yeah, I, I think that. Uh, kind of thinking about like just it's nice to to have a, an Alfred who can punch, teach Bruce to punch. But I think. One of the important things in in Batman and the Batman lore is Bruce going away to learn all these different things. And one of the things I think is really cool that doesn't get, even get hinted at in the movies, right? You have to like read uh, the novel for the movie, like the the pre novel for the movie um, that Probably. goes over like events before the movie starts. Um, Bruce Wayne goes to a bunch of different universities and he changes majors over and over again so like one year he majors in biology and the next year he'll switch majors to chemistry but he'll also transfer colleges so he can go to the best college for that major at the time which is something you can do when you're a billionaire 
That's right? true. But Iowa State tuition doesn't apply to you. That's one of the, like the best things about Batman is like how he learns to become the best of the best, and that just got taken out completely. Like when I was rewatching, like Batman Begins, like it opens up, and he's in prison because Christian Bale Batman uh, is trying to learn the life of a criminal. Right to 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 beat criminals, you have to become a criminal first to to get in their mindset, and we just don't see any of that here. Yeah, I think, yeah, Matt, it was like very much trying to be the Nolan film, but also actively trying not to be them as well. Like, you know, um, I'm just saying like you like it was trying to be it was trying to be dark and gritty like a Christopher Nolan film. Yeah. However, you can't beat the Christopher Nolan films. So don't even fucking try it. Yeah, it's like try Matt, something like, else. Try to be more wacky and wild. Go more camp. Go darker right but this was the same level this was the same for me this was the same kind of street level grittiness of batman that christopher nolan provided to me yeah. it felt boring however you know we got to remember that uh in the nolan films bruce Wayne was only batman for a year because uh <laughs> yeah, that's very true so he's in this, knees, in, in knees that, give out really fast in matt Reeves version he's already been batman longer than uh christian bale's batman was so, that's, that's, that's very true so uh, but I was just like, yeah, Mary's like, well, I want to do Batman Year One, but they've already done that, so I'll do Batman, so I'll do year, Batman two. year Two. Aha! Uh-huh. What do you and... think, Robbie? Are you looking forward to a sequel? I- I'm looking forward to a sequel, so I'm sure you are too. But like, yeah. your overall thoughts? Like, is this the best Batman movie you've seen, Robbie, or is this top five, top three? I'd say it's one of my top ones, but yeah, not the best. Not the best. Dark Knight. Yeah, right? Dark Knight obviously yeah. is holding that position uh. still. God bless you, Heath Ledger. <laughs> oh man, God I'd, bless I'd you. like to see if they could try to top and, and Dark, Aaron imagine. Aaron, Ar- oh, Aaron Arkhart was really, such a good Two Face. Yeah, he, I think oh. he's so. But, uh, you know, who was the other Two Face? Um, Tommy Lee and, Jones. Yeah, yeah, he was good too. I really liked nah. him in Val Kilmer. He wasn't a good Two Face, but it was a good character. He was crazy. He was wacky. There was the 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 bank vault scene where he was filling up the scene with acid, and then like Batman had to like take those glasses to fucking. Oh, it was so good! Like it's so weird. It's say what you want. It's entertaining though. Well, it's, it's just interesting. So much entertaining. It's interesting that Batman Forever like showed Riddler's origin. <laughs> didn't show Two Face's origin, which I thought would have been way more interesting. Like we don't see the guy who was like a, a, an upstanding district attorney. Yeah, it gets like it's like no, he's already he's already. He, well, he's already I, a villain. He's already crazy. In this I life. think that's because uh, Two Face was not only a different actor but a different race in the movie before. Oh well, yeah, he was a uh, uh, Lando Carizian. Yeah, yeah, he, he was uh, Billy. Billy D. Williams. Yeah, Billy D. Williams. Last movie in this movie, Batman. Turned into a white guy. Like uh, Mr. Knox is more they should, they should Gotham turn him than ghosts and goblins. So, I don't know. He was great in that movie. Um, but yeah, I had, I didn't know he? until like, I didn't know until like years later that he, that character was Harvey Dent. I just thought yeah, no, me neither, right? And that's 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 the joy of being thirteen when you're watching a movie. You don't understand like the whole oh, lore. It's just cool as shit. But once you yeah. understand the lore of it all, like you you want more from it. So yeah. we've talked about Alfred's. We've talked about theme songs. I want to talk about Gordon's. Yeah. What did you guys think about this? Well, non-commissioner lot, Gordon. A lot yeah, like Alfred. Gordon. A lot like Alfred, you know, there was not much. Um, nothing, new nothing for him to do. Nothing. Like Jeffrey Wright was so good, but he was only so good because he was Jeffrey Wright. The yeah. role gave him 
nothing to do. No. It's like Batman has to have Gordon and Alfred. So, like, I think Matt Reeves like, I have to use his characters, but they're just going to be in the movie. They're not going to yeah, be, like, I mean, they're, they're, they have no arc. You know, they have, um, they're just there. They're just, <laughs> yeah, like, no, just, Gordon just is his, Gordon. is Batman's uh, ally in the police department. Alfred is his butler. You know, they serve at those least, roles. That's At it. least have the balls of Zack Snyder to kill a character off when you have no idea what to do with them. Like, Gordon uh, didn't die. What's uh? What was um? Superman's like? Oh, best Jimmy friend? Olsen. Yeah, Jimmy Olsen. He killed Jimmy yeah, Olsen. Yeah, Jimmy Olsen died. <laughs> beginning, like, like the very beginning. Like Zack Snyder was like, I don't know what to do with Jimmy Olsen. We're just gonna kill him at the very beginning. Oh yeah, and it was also and... just like you know people were mad that Superman killed Zod in the first movie, and like you know Zack Snyder was like, oh you didn't like uh Superman killing Zod. Boom, he kills uh. uh <laughs> Boom, he kills his best friend in the comic. Hey, book. how about that scene with uh, new Gordon when he busted Batman out? By taking a punch for him, dude. Oh, when he, yeah. whoa, that, that was, was a cool awesome. scene. That was great. That was one of the best punches in the face I've ever seen on television. Like yeah, that but, was. Oh great. yeah, and he was he was held back a little. He was like, "I did, I did, I did." <laughs> but I'll tell you this: I rewatched Batman Begins, like I've uh, said a couple times on the podcast. And there's a scene in Batman Begins where Batman needs to escape from all the cops inside of Arkham Asylum because all mm-hmm. the cops are outside. Oh yeah, and he and does he, the stairwell he, thing. Yeah, and he pulls again. he pulls out this little sonar thing and he presses a button and all the bats go fucking crazy and he escapes mm-hmm. that way. Yeah. Way and, cooler. Like all I'm saying is like this was cool. Like like in the scene when it's like super dark and the mafia mobsters are like shooting at Batman, he's like deflecting yeah. and punching him in the face. Like, oh my goodness, like I'm still jizzing over like that scene. Like well, that scene looks so good. But With you know the what? Hallway when it's just the muzzle flashes, like yeah, it's just the muzzle flashes in Batman. It looks so good. But you know what else looks really good? Darth Daredevil. Vader walking down a star, uh, uh, walking down, walking down a hallway, uh, slashing bitches up left and right on Rogue One. But I'm not watching Rogue One again. <laughs> uh, pretty sure, yeah. I think I think Daredevil owns the hallway scenes of any. Uh, comic Net- book I'm property. pretty sure Netflix patented the hallway scenes, but yeah. Daredevil <laughs> owns it for sure. Um, and yeah, I really totally forgot. Like you know, Matt Reeves definitely borrowed or remade the the escape from police scene from Batman Begins. And yeah, also, no, no, it's all all of it's borrowed. There's nothing original in this movie. Falcone, yeah, or Falcone, right? Maroni. Maroni. Oh my goodness! All right, first off, uh, it's like the Colin penguins Farrell. beginning. Is he playing the penguin or is he playing Clayface? Because I couldn't recognize that motherfucker at all. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a great twist if like he like he just like morphs to a blob of clay? Oh my gosh, what a twist that would be! But you know what, Matt Reeves would never do it. I just, just saw the like first at the Matt end Reeves of Batman Arkham movie, City, and yeah. and I know this movie would never take those kinds of of leaps. Then I'd be like, Clayface, you were a penguin the whole time. Why? The role of a lifetime. Just like <laughs> Arkham. Oh. First so. off, how good was the Harley Quinn TV show? Uh, I never saw it, but um, what? All right. First off, get off this podcast. Go watch it. It's I know. It's, I know everyone says it's good, but I, I don't know. I have no interest. I have no interest. All, all right. right, all right, for I, Robbie, I've you need to watch it too. To all right, don't watch it for Harley. Watch it for Clayface. Clayface is so phenomenal in the Harley Quinn movie uh, TV show. Like it's worth watching by himself. Just him emoting as an actor. And trying to be an actor as like a, a criminal, it's such a it's such a good uh, role. It's such a good story. Line. It also shows that like you know, had like uh, Matt Reeves gone with like Clayface or Man Bat or just like one of those more fantastical villains, that would have really set it apart from right Nolan's or films. or Court of Owls. 
but we've yeah. already seen them. We've already seen just a like win. Yeah, I'm like you know, Nolan already embraced the realism. We don't need like another hyper realistic Batman. Like we, yeah. we just had we had uh, ten years of that. That's what I'm saying. 05, like, like, 2012. Like, yeah, so. like Nolan did hyper realistic Batman. You can't go back and beat that. You have to go camp. You have to yeah. go campier. You have to, or at least like the Arkham games. It, it's a perfect balance of dark, but also like fantastical. Like it has all the fantastical elements from the comics, like Mr. Freeze, Clayface, right. and that. You know, oh. even Firefly. Um, you mean you know, the game that got a 10 out of 10 from like yeah. 15 different game reviewers? Yeah. Probably just steal a, a story Solomon line from Grundy. that. Um, yeah, so I mean, just like that's you can do, you can have it, you can still have it be dark, but you I know. will shit my pants the day Solomon Grundy shows up on uh, an IMAX Batman screen. Well, I think Solomon Grundy's more of a JSA or Green Lantern villain. No, but, Solomon Grundy's Batman. I mean, he's fought Batman, but I'd say he's that's probably true. more, he's more in the world of, I don't know, I well, think he fights like Justice League, he's more like a Superman antagonist. He definitely just needs in terms to be of strength antagonist. Yeah, because he, he, he can't die and he's got super strength. How can Batman ever beat him? But that's what makes Solomon Grundy such a fun villain. Yeah. So um, let's, let's talk about fun villains. What do you guys think about? So in Batman Begins, mm -hmm. we had Ra's al Ghul. Yep. Right. Played by uh, a white guy, which I think is the only that's the only problem I have in the film is that like Rod, it's, well, no. it's like it's like Ra's it's like Ra's al Ghul. But Liam is Arabic. So good. But yeah, Liam Neeson's so good. How can you even like you think about that? Like that's like well, it's, it's like it's like uh, an Arabic actor. I don't know. I I would say as the director, I want the best actor for the job, and I'll give him whatever name I fucking wanted to. And Liam Neeson was the best actor for the job, just so, like just like uh, Tilda Swinton for um, Doctor Strange. Well, that was another issue. Like you know, right. they they cast a white actress just because like that might be whitewashing. Well, but those are phenomenal roles. Those are it, amazing actors doing amazing jobs. Well, amazing the alternative roles. was the white savior trope, which they were afraid of because they cast an actual um, Nepal or what is it? Uh, where's that country he went to? Kamartaj was in Nepal, yeah. right? So yeah, they cast like so. an actual like Nepal or uh, you know actor. Then it's like, oh, it's a white savior, you know, because you have a white guy coming in and he's like showing up all the the natives on how what to do was, magic. What was, what was that Tom Cruise Matt Damon movie? With uh, the same thing, the uh, because of China, yeah, and even like the director was Chinese. He said like the character was always supposed to be European, so it's just like you know. Um, but th that's why they cast a white actress for the ancient ones because they were afraid of the, being accused of the white savior trope. Oh, uh, the Great Wall, that was it. The Great Wall, Matt yeah. Damon. But you're, I think you're thinking like Last Samurai. People would probably accuse that of being uh, a white savior thing. So it's like, um, and I guess even, like maybe like. You know, if you notice in Batman Begins, Carmine Falcone is not played by an Italian actor. He's played by um, the British guy. Right. And I think that Which, was like, that was, a, that was at the time. Good. I think he was pretty good. He's a good Falcone. He was good, but I, the reason they did that was because that was like post Sopranos and like everyone like in Hollywood was just like, oh, we can't, we can't portray Italians as criminals anymore. You know, right, that's so not politically right. correct. So we'll they hire just, a white guy to portray it. We're still going to give him it. We're still going to give him it. We're still giving an Italian name, but we're just not going to cast an Italian actor. So I did like that Carmine Falcone was actually um, um, Italian. So Carmine Falcone was actually Italian in this movie, which um, I liked. Um, and I thought that John Turturro did a good job. Oh, he was amazing. Going. So good. Such a good actor. Like every 
every person from from Zoe Kravitz to Rob, Rob Ad Badenson. Yeah. Just a one casting, right? Yeah. Like I know how you could replace Michael Caine as as Alfred. And then someone said any circus and I was like, "Okay, I'm back on board." Like I I couldn't come up with the name, but that's the one name I would be okay with. Yeah, and I you know, this review has been like, you know, not very praiseworthy, but I did really like, you know, back to Falcone, I did really like that Catwoman's arc. Oh, uh, I think, I think everyone arc. here, everyone here on this podcast loved a lot of this movie. Yeah. But I really like Catwoman's arc in this. I like that her character served the story and not the other way around. Yes. Um, and I think um, I liked um, that she went to go kill Falcone. So she's had like a bit of a villainous streak in her. But, you know, um, I thought this version of Catwoman was way better than Anne Hathaway's. Every, oh, every version, yeah, definitely Rachel was Dawes good. and Hathaway. I think, well, Barry. oh, definitely the Halle Berry, but I think Michelle Pfeiffer's still the best Catwoman because she was more of a straight villain in that movie than um, this one. Like well, this one, she's like pathetic. maybe I don't want a straight villain. Maybe I want a nice little antihero. Well, I like I like Catwoman as a villain though. I like because Catwoman yes. works best when she's like um, a love interest for Batman, but also Conflicting. a villainous, but also oh, criminal. Oh no. I think you're close. I think Catwoman works best when she's a love interest for Bruce Wayne and a counterpart for Batman. When Catwoman goes against Batwoman, but Selena Kyle and Bruce Wayne get along, and then you've got that awkward moment where they discover each other's secret identities, mm-hmm. like that's what I get off on. My well, that's why I liked the Batman <laughs> Returns when they both like realize who the other one is. Right, um, it's so that's pretty good. cool. Uh, but yeah, I, I prefer my Catwoman as more of a villain, but also like, um, Less like an they can never, they can never be together because, you know, she's on the opposite side of the law and he's pro law. So uh, such um, a, it's, right. A will they, will yeah. they, won't they situation, but they yeah. won't. And I, they, they can get that right. vigilante kiss every once in a while. But then they try to do that with every single <laughs> Rob's got it right. Rob's too. got it right. A little vigilante kiss. Yeah, Michelle but like, Pfeiffer, Zoe Kravitz. Now they've like oversympathized Harley Quinn. They oversympathize Poison Ivy because they're just like, oh, women can't be evil. Well, yeah, because you, know? you can't sell a television show based on a criminal. You got to turn them on to anti-heroes. I'm yeah. telling you, Forrest, this is some bullshit right here, but you can mark my words, 100 years until Joker is an anti-hero. Oh, yeah, I mean, he, I think he's already oh, has no. his own comedy. It's, like, it's only 50 Joker's years. Joker's got to be a straight-up villain yeah exactly it's only 50 years until no until he's not a joke until he's not a villain until he's an anti-hero that stands up to society and and the jokes on the one percent you watch it it's well grant morrison sort of did something like that like there's another villain i think called like dr hurt who's trying to like take out batman and then like joker was like no only i can kill batman so he sort of teams up with batman to so that's like the only i think version where joker is sort of like an anti-hero because there's like a, a, a bigger oh, no, villain no, no, no. what about what about uh the white knight I haven't read that. So. Oh, oh, so Joker becomes the good guy, and he 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 makes. But that's like Batman an Elseworlds. That's an, that's an Elseworlds story. I'm talking about like actual like Batman canon. That's when oh. that's the only way. Joker are we talking about Batman be. canon, like six one six. Like are we talking about like? Well, that's is there, Marvel. Is there a oh six one six? The, right. the I Earth guess one. I guess like the post DC rebirth, or because that like sort of like because New Fifty Two like completely rebooted everything DC, and then rebirth was like let's bring back everything that was rebooted let's bring prior to New Fifty Two, or like post Crisis is still. A thing, but like, is but like, crisis so, isn't so. You want the movie? I want. I want to see a Red Death movie, and for those who don't know, Red Death uh, is the villainous version of Batman from Earth Fifty Two, merged with the Flash. Yeah, 
and there's like another one for Green Lantern, like the Dawnbreaker. Yeah, like so. it's it's one of my like, like oh, it's one of my favorite like series. Uh, I never really read DC. anything of the of the metal stuff. Uh, by Scott Snyder. Dark Knight, yeah, yeah. Which is I strange love because Zack Snyder. I, Dark Knight Metal is so good. You mean Scott Snyder? Yeah, uh, sorry. Scott, Scott Snyder. I love, Scott Snyder. I love Scott Snyder's Batman run, but it sort so of good. fizzled out towards the end because that's when they were doing Rebirth. Or that's, yeah, because they wanted to make Batman a bi monthly title. So he was finishing up his Batman run, but Gordon was in like the Batman Gundam <laughs> at that point. And it just was not as good. I think like from the Court of Owls all the way to Endgame was great. But like yeah. after that, that's when I think I didn't like Scott Snyder's. So he did like he did like a an all-star Batman series with like um Two Face and him were like on the run because like they put like a bounty on Two Face's head, so he has to like get him to a safe location. Uh so yeah, I like Scott Snyder as a writer, but I never really read any of his metal stuff. I couldn't really get into it. It didn't really look that appetizing to me. So but I think a dark Batman is incredibly appealing. Yeah. Uh, in off air, I will uh, give you my elevator pitch for the series. Yeah. Well, let's go over the ending real quick because I think that's yeah. like the, the thing. Like, I get at least you and me. But we're all talking. Oh, oh yeah, we have to talk about tie-ins, right? Like, this movie set up a thousand different things from from yeah. from Bruce Wayne like injecting that green steroid juice. Oh yeah, Venom. yeah. Venom. What was in that? That's Venom. Venom. That, yeah. That's a setup for Venom, and there's for a Bane, setup for, for Bane, fifteen for other yeah for Bane. Yeah, there's a yeah. setup for fifteen other fucking Batman like Hush story. Hush, was Hush. Set up. Yeah. and then new rock stars of saying it was uh, just adrenaline. But yeah, but it was really green go, though. They didn't really go into detail of it. Uh, that's true, and I love Eric Voss. Don't get me wrong, Eric Voss, hands down, the best at breaking down. But the fact that he didn't equate that green juice to Venom. Venom and Bane. And um, the, I, seems like what i would call uh quickly rushing to production yeah. and i think you gotta remember i think the the venom drug debuted before bane did because there yeah. was like a comic series yeah, where like batman did Batman got addicted venom. to steroids he got yeah. addicted to it beforehand yeah so that was like a great little nod so that was definitely i think a nod to venom and bane uh hush because also the, how cool the, uh, is that like of course batman needs some kind of adrenaline shot to like get him out of a sticky situation or yeah, like he took a shotgun die. to the chest from like yeah. point blank well let me let me let me go over this okay yeah in case we forget uh, uh but um was anyone else disappointed that riddler was not present for like the final battle um i mean i know he was like there in spirit mm, i guess yeah the he, final he battle his his yeah yeah, yeah but, arrested. i uh, I mean, I understand. Now that you mention it, yeah, it would be better. Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, like it's super well, Batman villainy to like get arrested. Like the Heath Ledger's the the Joker, right? Yeah. It was like that's the first time they well, face to face is him being arrested. Yeah. Well, they spoil the multiple Riddlers in like the last trailer, and I when I saw that before seeing the movie, I was like, oh, that's so clever. He has to figure out which is the real Riddler. You know, because he might have the detonator or something. <laughs> but then, but then it was like he's not even there. Oh, like, these guys who like dressed up like the Riddler. So it's like, oh, okay, well that plot thread is gone. What did you so. guys think about Batman becoming hope and not vengeance? Well, that was another thing that I think um, I the guy, the nostalgia it. critic, um, brought up. Like, well, it, what was great was like when he unmasked that one Riddler at the end. He's like, who are? He's like, I'm vengeance. That, like that was great. That was like him like taking his and line and like pervert and perverting it. I thought that was great. Then they said later, then he actually had Batman say in the narration, 
I can't just be a symbol of industry anymore. It's like, oh, you ruined it. Right. You like, know, yeah, exactly. You my didn't need to, like, like, wait, we got the impact. You know, can't from use that, that word anymore. Oh, well, no, no. See, my problem is that Batman is vengeance, right? From the Batman animated series, which we can all, all go ahead and say is the, the, the definitive Batman. Mm-hmm. B-A-T-S, right? Batman the animated series. Um, B-T-A-S. Uh, is I am the knight. I am vengeance. I am Batman. Uh, uh, Batman. Well, right. I it's guess such an iconic line. But so, like, and like, look, I'm not opposed to Batman figuring out he's not vengeance. But I want that in a in a Ben Affleck Batman. I want that in a a third movie Batman. Right. Yeah. I Batman also... figuring out he's not vengeance. That he's hope. That he needs to bring hope to the world. That's a Superman character. Superman brings hope. Batman brings fear. Batman brings fear into the heart of his enemies. Right? That's why he established the bat. Bruce Wayne was afraid of the bat, and he wanted to bring that fear into his into his enemies. So Batman took on the symbol of the bat. Right? Okay. But him not being vengeance anymore, what is he? Is he going to be a beacon of hope? Because that's not Batman. That's Superman. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I didn't like that. But I did love that scene where he says, like, on vengeance. I liked how, like, the bad guys are basically oh, used it was, his own it was beautiful. His it own. was very, very well shot. Very, very well written. Very yeah. well done. Not Batman. Yeah. Well, very yeah. well done. I also think that, I think I understand why Riddler wasn't there. I guess Matt Reeves, like, as much, as, as heavily as he borrowed from the Nolan films in 7, he was like, well, it's become a cliche that the villain gets himself arrested, then they break out. Like, you know, Joker did it in Dark Knight. Right, um, right. Loki so did it in Avengers. Him. Silva did it. Arrested. Silva did it in Skyfall, and then Khan did it in Star Trek in the Darkness. It's like basically every major Hollywood blockbuster was like using that trope. So I guess maybe I'll that's my why memory. They break one out. They, yeah, they get themselves caught and they break out. So like basically so like, they keep using that over and over again. So. I get it. Like the end scene, I didn't like it one bit, but I loved it at the same time. Like I also the didn't Riddler really and the Joker yeah. falling in love, like one cell apart <laughs> from each other. Yeah, like that. To me was exciting that was super exciting like oh my goodness i can't wait for yeah. the next movie yeah my other major complaint in this movie that like as even though it is a detective major movie complaint? um it's very much batman really did not stop riddler from doing anything he wanted to do it's like basically like riddler kills someone leaves <laughs> a riddle he didn't save leaves anybody a leaves a riddle anybody. but oh, yeah, the, the riddler's already caught his next victim or, or killed him yeah and then, like, you know, wrong. even at the very end, like, there's a seawall we've never heard before until now. And then it blows up and he now, still floods oh, the city. And he saves, a, he saves a few people in the convention hall. But I'm pretty sure that was, like, just one building and, like, there were, like, hundreds yeah, of them that saved, were flooded. So. He saved Bellarial. Yeah, there's thousands. I guess in a little corrupt. I guess in a little defense of it. All, he started doing all that and it was pitch black. And then the sun was coming up when it cuts to them on the roof. So he's yeah, I mean, probably he had them. it all night. Yeah, I mean, he saved like a bunch of people in the convention hall, but like there was just one building. Like there was like and, probably and, several and other yeah, buildings. Yeah, the whole well, place in, flooded. In their defense, one, that's the building everyone should have gone towards. Like that yeah. was like the, the emergency. That was the emergency well, that, building. Yeah, like, when it started, they were stuff, telling like, everybody to go there. Like, everyone I'm, needs to get to this building. So I'm pretty sure you know, any building that wasn't, you know, above sea level would have worked. But yeah, um, I agree. I agree. Any tall building would have worked just fine, except for Bruce's penthouse. People didn't like by any. And he said, "There, uh, yeah, the I th- circus. Yeah, I think people were just like going there because that's where the water was taking them. Um, oh, yeah, and the president, and, and the or not presidential, but and the mayoral debate. Yeah, 
for well, the, do you remember, the winnings. Do you remember in Batman Begins where they established like Wayne Tower is the center of um, Gotham City and it's yep. the center of the uh, the train? Yeah. And then they incorporate that later in the movie. But in this movie, like we're just told in, like the last 10 minutes that there's a seawall surrounding Gotham. And if you set up bombs at certain points, you can flood the entire seven, city. Seven. Seven. Now, I got a couple of things for this. One, I agree with you completely. How does the millennial Riddler afford seven fucking vans? He was, in a, he was an accountant. I guess he just saved. He had a really crappy apartment, so I guess he, he wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he saved all that money. Maybe he stole them. But anyway, well, not you can important. Like, you can there like was rent, you can rent an vans. Easter egg. You can call it an Easter egg. Uh, I don't think that's the right term here. But there was mention at the beginning of the movie in a, in a headline mm-hmm. that Gotham Seawall construction had been halted. However, oh, okay. it wasn't explicitly stated by a character. There wasn't any dialogue that said that. So it wasn't by. set up. Yeah. They didn't even like show like I, Batman like on the you. on like the river, like, you know. Yeah. Uh, we were gonna get on the side of the seawall to chase like there was like a boat chase with penguin, which made like, would made way works, more sense. That works in then Peacemaker, right? Like when we watched Peacemaker, uh, we watched John Cena walk into his dad's trailer and there was some TV on the background and it talked about a gorilla escaping. And then the next episode yes, yes. we attacked we got attacked by a gorilla. There should that is s- how that properly works. This should have been not, that did some, not work in this movie. There should have been some foreshadowing. So. Right, there was yeah. a foreshadowing in a headline, but it wasn't obvious enough that it it made sense. Right, like you, Force uh, of all people, you are an amazing movie watcher. Um, like if if it didn't if you didn't catch it in the first act, it, it shouldn't have been paid off in the third act. I I would say that. Also, I don't know. I'm going to shamelessly plug my own screenplay, but in my uh, a dash of cobalt script. There's a, I mentioned earlier that there's a lion that got loose from the zoo, and then like later on, in like the second act, there's an actual lion. Yeah, that's the bad guy has. Lion. Now, so uh, yeah, so like I. What was this called for us? What did you say? This a, a cobalt. Dash, a dash of cobalt. Yeah. Now, can so, we find this somewhere on on some kind of podcast streaming service? Maybe. I guess we'll have to like. Um, I need to probably like put a patent, not patent, patent, but. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's, well, it's, it's not public domain. Uh, until we'll Forrest puts a patent on it, uh, the answer to that question is yes. You can go back to one of our first episodes, uh, episode six or seven, I think. Uh, you'll find uh, a dash of cobalt, and it's uh, us from the podcast reading through an well, OG no. script. Well, no, no, no. We did uh, the Justice League action episode that I wrote for our class. I, we, didn't, we didn't adapt that screenplay. Oh, we, we, adapt, we did the Justice League action with Dr. Destiny, right? Oh yeah, 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 Doctor Destiny. Who, Sorry. by the way, who, by the way, is going to be in the Sandman TV series, which is coming out later this I year? I apologize so. completely. Uh, Forrest has written so many scripts over the years; uh, it's hard. To well, just like two, but um, uh, three. You sent me one. You sent me a third, haven't you? Just two. I think this is two. The two like feature length ones, and like oh, okay, one, okay, okay, that, yeah. like the one was like a TV episode script, and then like another one was like an eight-page script for a comic, but. You know, that's really all the writing I've done. But yeah, I think um, let's wrap this up because. Um, bum, yeah. bum, bum, bum. So right. I would overall, I give this movie an 8.5. I just had some issues with the, um, the, the ending, and I think it borrowed probably a little too much from the Nolan films. It probably could have uh, set itself apart better. But overall, I like Robert Pattinson as Batman. I think I enjoyed the acting, the cinematography. Reeves' overall direction, just a few issues with the screenplay, um, but I um, definitely will check out the sequel and look forward to it. And I also like this movie really highlights and shows 
that DC can do stuff that Marvel can. So um, I, I do appreciate Warner Brothers is giving us some more, um, you know, uh, different different flavors different than what Marvel has. Is that different perspective? Yeah, it's completely. You know, Marvel MCU. There can never be there can never be an MCU MCU movie like this. No. Although once Dark Knight, once the Moon Knight comes out, I'd be like, oh, they did it. But I, I strongly <laughs> doubt that. Moon, they're going to take a lot of risk with Moon Knight. No, um, I think you're. But I'm looking. Right. For, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, it'll be better than Hawkeye, which I wasn't crazy about. But um, yeah, uh, overall, enjoyed this movie. But yeah, just a few minor gripes, but that didn't ruin the movie for me. But nice, nice. What about you, Robbie? What'd you think overall thoughts? Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. It was um, yeah, I'd say I'm around where Force is at. I'd somewhere around an eight or a nine. Love it. Yeah, Love not it. the. Not the best Batman. I I really enjoyed just like following along, trying to solve all the riddles, trying to figure. That out. was that was fun, right? It was a good yeah, detective I, story. Yeah, and I I saw and he he first glances at the um, the scraper tool. What's it the, called? The carpet. The, the carpet. tucker. The tucker. Yeah, the I tucker. How he looked at yeah Check he off. he definitely like checked that out for a second. Check off of how the how the blood lined up. I knew how he had to have noticed that as soon yeah, as it he, left the blood he, he stain when he picked like, it up. Yeah, you, you saw like the blood splain pattern on, on the wall, but I also loved how like even though he recognized like this object caused this dent, he still didn't know what a carpet shiver was because he's a billionaire. Until the cop, yeah, the cop did. Yeah, so, yeah, he's like, oh, you wouldn't then, know what that and was. Then he you're, started. You're Bruce Wayne. You, right you, don't, there. you don't understand this, but this is yeah. what carpets do. I mean, it's a major. Major, what so, were your final, my final thoughts on the movie overall? My final thoughts? I guess what was your score out of 10 be? Ah, uh, jeez. 6.9? Because I oh, really wow. enjoyed it, but it wasn't the best. Okay. Yeah, that's a 69 reference for all those fuckers out there. Okay. Um, I would say this movie equates to the theme song. Boom, 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 boom. Like, it's simplistic. It's amazing. And yet it's lackluster of everything I've come to expect from a Batman movie. Okay. Well, maybe they'll, hopefully they'll do better the, next Nir- time. I remember the Nirvana songs more. <laughs> yeah, I thought they've. I thought they had some cool intros. Uh, yeah, N- Nirvana surprisingly good. I'm yeah. sure we'll see another Nirvana song on our next Batman movie. Maybe well, smells like Teen Spirit. Maybe some um, the, the parrot song. Whatever. Come as you are in my cave, in my Batmobile. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, Major, you want to plug our social media? You know I do. Please, please. If you love the Batman movie, if you hated the Batman movie, if you thought it was all right, if it's your favorite Batman origin, if it's your least favorite Batman origin, we want to hear about it. Please tweet us at Zealot Podcast on Twitter. Um, from there, you can also not just tweet at us, but click on the link and join our Discord, our free Discord, so you can join the conversation. Tell us. What you thought about the Batman? What you think about the next Batman? Uh, I know personally, three out of three of us here are super excited for the next Black Adam movie. So I can't wait to talk about that. Oh, I missed, I missed the first yeah. one. Uh. <laughs> oh, sorry. You're correct. The first. Yes. Uh, the upcoming Black Adam movie. You're very correct. Um, I'll send you the link. Uh, there is an animated Black Adam movie and it is a uh, spoiler alert. Not that great. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, Black Adam versus Shazam. It's an animated uh, movie. Maybe but what's they'll... happening next? Next week, we've got something coming out, don't we, Forrest? Something uh, starting up? 
Uh, well, Moon Knight doesn't start for a while. Oh, so, but Moon Knight start next week. So no, no, no. Not. We might just do South Park and maybe The Boys Diabolical, that animated series. And hopefully Yo, Matt would... and Tip will have seen The Batman by then. So maybe we can like, hear their thoughts on well, it. I'd so. love to hear Matt's thoughts on it. I'll tell you what. I binge watched eight episodes of The Boys Diabolical. And I have someone I want to bitch to about this. So, <laughs> see us well, next week. Yes, so a very unapologetic major will be talking about his highs and his lows from the very Diabolical Boys animated cartoon series on Amazon Prime. Alright. Well, I'm forced. I'm Vengeance or I'm not Vengeance. And I'm Robbie. And we'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye.